good evening, everybody, and uh, welcome to the draft episode of Prospects After Dark. Uh, look, we've got a couple really interesting things happening, right? I will see Cam Callier. By the way, uh, my name is Kyle Reese. I am your host tonight for the Black and Prospects After Dark. Uh, I'm going to try to, you know, we've got the way that YouTube did it since they screwed up Periscope. Hello, uh, everyone. Uh, since YouTube, uh, or since Twitter screwed up Periscope, now I've got the Periscope thing for Twitter, so you're really close to me. If you go over to the Birds on the Black YouTube page, you'll get a better, like, actual look at me. Uh, I think you can see my background a little bit better. I'm not so up in your business. Uh, but yeah, look, uh, we've already got a couple interesting things happen in the 2022 Major League Baseball Draft. Kuma Rocker going third to the Rangers. Didn't see that coming, but hey, Rangers, uh, I'm looking spiffy, just like Austin Stone says. I've got my purple tie on and my shirt that says the young are at the gates. Uh, let's see. Hello, uh, 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 Sid and a bunch of stuff. Jim Gersh, hold on. Let me get back to the draft room. Absolutely. So uh, over on YouTube, Gorio says, prospect after dark, baby. Let's fucking go. Uh, could we get your shirt off? Oh, I know. Could, uh, could we get you us in our business? I don't know what that means. Get you up in our business. I'm coming up in your business. Uh, Jake Fouts says, rocker. I hardly knew her. Hello, holy shill. Uh, coach uh, over on Twitter, Coach Boone says, sexy. John Greco says, what's up, bro? What's up, John Greco? Uh, uh, EJ Westmoreland says, Bean Wells. Uh, Braves reach at 20. Uh, you know, I don't know what's going to happen here. Uh, we'll focus on the draft. And again, ask your questions. Get your thoughts in here. Oops, prospects after dark. Let me take my pants off. Yeah, get comfortable. Take your shirt off. Take your pants off. Uh, get comfortable. Right now, the A's are selecting as we look. And the A's have select, uh, let's see, Rob Manfred's disgusting face. Uh, Daniel Susak, catcher out of Arizona. Now, that was one of the guys that I would have liked to have seen the Cardinals take if he had fallen to them. Uh, he's, you know, he's got some issues with swing and miss. Maybe swings out of the zone a little bit. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's awesome stuff. Look, uh, we have two picks, right? We have Atlanta and Seattle before the Cardinals select. I could definitely see Atlanta. Uh, uh, I, I could really see Atlanta and the, the Mariners being two teams that might take a player that would interest the Cardinals. Look, I don't know what direction they're going to go in. I, I think that there's a lot of redundancies with uh, some college outfielders. I like uh, Drew Gilbert maybe more than most, I think. Um, I like him more than some of the other, you know, options there. Um, I like Cooper Derpy uh, from the, the lefty from Oregon State. Again, hopefully neither of those guys get sniped by the in the next two picks. Um, but yeah, look, look, we've got plenty of stuff. It looks like We've got a kinky group here. We got Connor Webster over on YouTube who's saying he's kinky or my, with my kinky tie. Uh, Wings of Domestic Threats uh, says, LFG, I'm naked. Uh, that's right. Where do the Cardinals go from here at 22? Yeah, you know, look, there's a lot of prep arms that are still on the board, which could be a really interesting direction for them to go in. Uh, I'm not really that big on many of the prep arms. Uh, again, you know, I, I know that people are big on uh, 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 counter prelip. I'd be down for counter prelip. Uh, all his health is taking uh, – like, all of his meds are checking out, it sounds like. He's working his way back. He's about a year removed from Tommy John. You know, uh, all good stuff there. Cooper Yerpe, uh throws from the side. Uh, you know, kind of like that that Chris Sale arm angle. He's not Chris Sale. We're not comparing him to Chris Sale. I'd be all about that. I love that. Um, we also have people saying Ivan Melendez. Now, for me, uh, not exactly the direction I would go in. I've got nothing against him. He's a hitter who's going to be able to stick at first base. Um, I, I just, I like some other options a little bit more, but if they went in that direction, I don't think I'd be pissed off about it. I think what we have right now, and we'll see what, we'll see what Atlanta and we'll see what Seattle do. But I think right now there's a really good uh, group of prospects, uh, of draft prospects that I'd be really happy with the Cardinals selecting one way or the other. Uh, Redbird Rack says Peyton Graham, hopefully, you know, honestly, I was not the, the biggest Peyton Graham fan. Like he definitely made a name for himself in the draft. 
uh, uh, by by working his way through Omaha and doing some awesome things in Omaha. But I'm always a little hesitant to, to get excited about the guys who make their name in Omaha. Part of the reason why I'm not as big on Kate Horton is maybe some others. Um, let's see. Oh, our good friend Kareem said, I was really in love with the Lauder and Susak. Yeah, me too, man. Like, I know that some people were down on Susak, but I didn't have that same feeling. I, I, I like all of his skills. You know, I like the fact that he can make contact outside of the zone, uh, even though he does have some swing and miss, and even though maybe he tries to go pull happy a little bit too much. Uh, I'm with you, bud. I agree. All right. Over on Twitter, I've got a bunch of questions. Um, real fast on YouTube, Bezos says, thoughts on the Cubs pick? He's got dog in him, and that's upsetting for us. Yeah, you know, uh, just like they said on the ESPN broadcast, I'll give him credit there. Uh, Kate Horton is trending in the right direction. Um, all positives. He's young, all positives. That's you know, that's kind of what you want if you're going. But I'm just not that world's biggest uh, Kate Horton fan. I, I don't know. Like, again, it the college pitching in this this draft is kind of weird. I, I kind of like some of the guys who are still on the board more than I like him. Over on uh, over on Twitter, we said uh, SLD822 says, did you get new glasses or are your eyes just that beautiful? All right, baby. Uh, they're both, man. I just wanted you to get drowned in my eyes. Uh, Jeff Niehaus says, yo, 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 yo. Real fast, Jeff sent me a bunch of beer and I love him for it, including the Midas Touch from Dogfish Head, uh, which I will be drinking. So to the lovely and talented uh, Jeff Niehaus, I raise my glass to you. Thank you so much for the beer, man. You made my week after a rough week, and then I had another rough week this week. So I love you, bud. Uh, let's see. I'm going to keep on Twitter for a minute. Uh, Rhett Garrity, our good friend, says, uh, what round will he be drafted in? It sounds like the fourth round. You know, the Cardinals make their money in rounds three through ten, bud, and that's where they get their their sleepers, and that's where you're at. Uh, Crash says, love the tie. Hello, Crash. Welcome. Jack in a bunch of, a bunch of numbers says, I like the tie. Uh, uh uh, hey, oh, awesome. Um, hey, hello, Jack and a bunch of numbers. Quinn says, what would happen if the Cardinals just said they're going to draft Juan Soto? Quinn, you know that's where I've been. I don't get why we follow these rules. You know, I say uh, just draft Drew Jones, draft Eli Green, draft uh, Tamar Johnson. Like, just draft the players that have already been drafted and then just say, well, we're going to negotiate with them too and whatever happens, happen. Our good friend Stu Style says, I love you, Stu. I'm going to raise my glass of Four Roses bourbon. Uh, look, I'm not screwing around tonight. We're going to get in it. We're going to have time, a good time. We're going to talk about prospects. We're going to get after it. It's going to be a blast. Mm. Uh, M. Moreland 15 says, which broadcast is worse, ESPN or MLB? Well, I'm on ESPN currently, but I haven't muted. Um, I, so tied for first is the legendary uh, uh, walking corpse Tony La Russa would say at this point. Uh, let's see. Over on YouTube, uh, says I hate Graham. Uh, I, I love Graham, just not Peyton Graham, my little Grammy in uh, our prospects after live, prospects after dark thing. Uh, Brett Cable says I'm biased big time on Caden Wallace. I'd love if they took him. Yeah, for me, Jesus, for me, Wallace is more of a second round pick. And if the Cardinals had that like that sandwich pick, that uh, competitive balance pick, like that's where I would like to go. I think he's a little bit of a reach at 22. But again, you know, I think a lot of the reason we've seen some of these prospects go or those pro these draft prospects, these players go where they've gone is I think the bonus pools are going to be really interesting. Uh, the, the amount of money spent on the bonus for a lot of these picks early on are going to be really interesting to watch. Uh, the biggest drop is over on YouTube. Uh, Gorio Production says the biggest shock of the draft so far. And for me, it's got to be Kumar Rocker going third. Look, uh, obviously, he was a top prospect last year. He's been a top prospect since he was uh, a top draft prospect since he was in high school. You know, he's a big prep arm out of high school and uh, went to went to Vandy and set all kinds of records. And he was exciting to watch and struck out a bunch of people. But, you know, at the end of last year, you saw him kind of tank. And the reason the Mets didn't sign him, and the Mets have all the money in the world. Like, if there's a team that isn't going to be concerned about signing somebody, it's going to be the Mets. And the Mets didn't sign him because his meds are terrible. Now, 
since the draft last year, he had been hidden away, almost completely hidden away until about a month ago when he started pitching, uh, uh, you know, uh, in, in Juco and uh, our independent league, rather Juco in the independent league. And for me, like, that's a no-go. That's a no-go. That's like, if you want to take a second round flyer on that, I'm on board. But third overall, that's that's a huge, huge thing that would have me really worried. Now, maybe the Rangers put him right up in the majors and maybe they think it's going to work. And But, you know, I, I'd bet that you were talking about a guy who, uh, again, the Mets are so bad is my understanding. And when I say my understanding, I mean just what you follow online, uh, that uh, I would have stayed away from Kumar. There's no way I would have gone in that direction with my first pick. Um, over on Twitter, John Greco says, I want a pitcher, not a belly itcher, John, not a belly itcher. Look again, I'll say it every year. I just want the Cardinals to draft with that first pick, the best player on their board at the value that they get them for. Right. Because we know that money comes into play here with all of this. Um, so just keep in mind that, you know, uh, uh, while there might be somebody better on the board, if the guy costs less from a bonus standpoint and it nullifies uh, the difference in talent and allows the Cardinals to do something different with their second round pick, uh, I'm on board for it. Uh, Josh Neary says Ivan Melendez is left-handed Pujols. That is crazy. Again, I hate when people make those kind of comps. I'm sorry. I feel irresponsible for even reading it. Connor Wehrman says favorite safe and or favorite risky player who might be available. Yeah. You know, I think Drew Gilbert is a pretty safe available player. I like him better than a lot of the other outfielders there. Uh, risky depends on, on what your outlook is. Like I worry about drafting prep arms. I think the, the very nature of drafting a prep arm is risky. So I would stay away from prep arms. Uh, uh, in that case, you know, uh, Robbie Snelling is out there. Uh, the, you know, uh, Brock Porter's out there. I think those are risky just by the nature of being prep arms. Uh, and then, you know, you talk about injuries. So like Connor Prelop, I like Connor Prelop. He's working his way back. But, you know, anytime somebody comes back from surgery or an injury, there's no guarantee that they're going to be good. So I would say that those are, are high risk uh, just by the nature of, of coming back. You know, I, to me, and I know Spencer Jones is a little bit different, but I think, you know, I think Melton, I think Beavers, I think Jones, I think all of those guys are kind of like similar types. Sterling Thompson, I think they're all kind of like similar types that just do things a little bit different. So uh, maybe there's a risk there, but yeah, that, that's how I look at it. I think Drew Gilbert's a smart player, a good player that you can probably bank on if you can get the ball up in the air a little bit more. Um, and maybe Cooper Hooper, Cooper Yerpy, uh, the left-handed for Oregon State would probably be the two the two safest picks in my boat, uh, in my book rather. Uh, Jake Kaner 04 says Cardinals should draft Joe. I agree. Anybody named Joe, they should draft. The Braves just selected Owen Murphy, which means that the Cardinals are in a really good spot to get one of one of two people. Who I think could really really help them depending on what Seattle does before the Cardinals. Again, Cooper Yerpy and uh, um, uh, Drew Gilbert would be the two people that are left that I would I would focus on here. Um, you know, I kind of made a couple notes here, which I normally don't do. I like Justin Gilbert. Um, you know, there's some other players, but like that's the direction I would go in if I was the Cardinals. Again, we'll see what Seattle does. It's going to be fascinating. Um, over on uh, uh, Twitter, Sam Lisby says, Juan Soto to the Cardinals soon. I don't see it happening. Uh, uh, Braden Brown says, Herpy would be awesome. Herky, jerky, herpy. Uh, and again, I'm going to call him Herpy. I don't mean to. Jerpy. I'm going to try my hardest to pronounce it right, but I'm a freaking asshole. Uh, Red Rock says, we can get Melendez in round two. I don't know if Melendez will be there in round two. He's a pretty pure hitter who plays a good defensive uh, 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 position, a good defensive first base. He's not just like a hitter only first base. So I would suspect you see Melendez go between, you know, 25 and 50 before the Cardinals can rope around to 59. Uh, Hack Muff, our good friend Half Muff, say, Half, Hack Muff says, enjoy the draft. I'll be on a plane during the STL pick. I'll be looking for your shirtless thoughts. Mac Huff, I guess I have to take my shirt off. I'll do anything for you. Well, this Josh Neary, I Josh Neary must be the guy who uh, is uh, uh, representing Yvonne, 
Ivan Melendez because he's all about it. All about it. Over on YouTube, AR1897 says, cards should draft Packy Naughton. Uh, and just like Austin Stone says, they should draft Nick Plummer. I love it. Draft, just like we were saying earlier, draft players that already exist. See what happens. Oh, our good friend over, uh, Blake Record over on YouTube. Hey, Kyle, what do you think of the Reds pick? Um, I thought Cam Callier is a good pick. Look, uh, he fell a little bit. I was curious about what his bonus would be. He's uh, he's 17. He's done some good stuff. His his numbers in JUCO are just a little off from where they need to be. But, you know, 17 playing against advanced talent, you know, uh, it's it's admirable what he's done. You know, uh, I again, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm not really the biggest Cam Callier fan. I think he's a good player. I think he would have been a good a good uh, pick for the Cardinals at 22. But I'm glad he wasn't there for the Cardinals at 22 because now we get to focus on other stuff. Our good friend Graham J over on YouTube says, why are you not a big Kumar Rocker fan, Kyle? Do you hate fun and good pitching? I do hate fun. I do hate good pitching. Uh, but more importantly than anything else, I just worry about those meds, right? I worry about the long absence after the draft that led up to only pitching like a month into the draft. Uh, I worry that he didn't make his recent meds um, available. Uh, I just, that's not the kind of player that I would spend a third round draft pick on, you know, and again, uh, there is a higher success rate than there ever has been for coming back from Tommy John surgery or, you know, shoulder surgery, but you just never know where they're going to come from. The Mariners are making their selection. Uh, as we kind of try to roll through this really quick, they take Cole Young, uh, the short high school shortstop out of North Allegheny. I am not a Cole Young fan. Uh, so all that means is now we look at what the Cardinals have available to them. They have Brandon Barrera. Uh, they have uh, Jacob Snelling, Drew Gilbert, uh, uh, um, Brock Porter, uh, Justin Campbell. Look, the Cardinals are in a good spot right here. I bet that this this worked out well for them, uh, how it all turned out. Uh, I'm going to try to go through some questions really quick so that when the Cardinals draft, we can be ready to go. On Twitter, uh, Joey Bats 292 says, catcher. For the athletics, damn, damn, have Shea and Soderstrom. Hey, look, you can never have enough. And again, uh, they they probably don't view Soderstrom as a catcher long term, would be my guess. And uh, you know they'll they'll adjust accordingly. Uh, maybe they don't view Susac. Maybe um, maybe Langoliers is their long term catcher, and they think that they can move Susac and Soderstrom to other positions. Again, don't worry about the depth chart. That doesn't matter. Just get get your best player on the draft board at the cost you want them to. Uh, N O N seventeen says he lets this guy talk about baseball. How funny that. Uh, uh, Stroman. Hey, nice tie. Hello, Matt. How are you? I'm down for anybody named Jerpy. Yeah, me too. Uh, Iowa next says, how about LeBron's kid? Or what about LeBron's kid? Uh, I don't know about that. I'm not interested in that. Uh, Sam Lisby says, how does Kumar go number three? I can't fathom the logic. Again, you look uh, not to take anything away from Kumar Rocker. Kumar has a ton of talent. He has all of those skills. You know, the reason he struck out a billion and a half people uh, in some highlight, high level games is because he's really talented. It's just those meds scare me off. Again, trying to blow through um, some comments here on Twitter. Owen Murphy, don't understand the hype with him. I don't either. Uh, Jack and a bunch of numbers says, imagine being the YT live, the YouTube live, and not the Twitter live. Yeah, either way, whether you're on Twitter or YouTube live, I promise I'm going to get to as many different uh, uh, questions as I can. On YouTube, Jacob Fout says, can we draft Tony Vitello and his beauty? Yeah, the Tennessee coach is a, a specimen of humanity, like of manhood. Uh, uh, I would bet that the Mizzou Tigers would wish that he was their coach instead of being the coach of the Tennessee Volunteers. But uh, yeah, look, Vitello and what he's done with that program, uh, along with boosters, have uh, have really elevated that program. And it's also kind of a unique thing, the way that he handles his clubhouse and the clubhouse is handled. So yeah, uh, to uh, former legend, Tony Vitello. 
Josh Geary says, draft Jackson Holiday and gaslight the Orioles into thinking they didn't actually draft him. You get it now, Josh. Now we're talking. Over on Twitter, our good friend Cream says, Owen Murphy to the Braves. Yet another guy I would have loved for the Cardinals. Jerpy's still the dream. Now, I do like Owen Murphy way more than I like Cole Young. I did not like Cole Young at all. I definitely like Owen Murphy. Uh, and I, again, Kareem, like, uh, you know, you, I want to give a hat tip to some people. Like, if you're on Twitter and you're not following Mason McRae and that T-Ron, at uh, T-I-E-R-A-N, follow Kareem, at uh, uh, Kareem, I think SMM or SSM, or I'm not 100% sure I'm bad about it. But these guys have had real actual time. And again, uh, all the guys at Prospects Live, uh, uh, Matt Thompson, Joe Doyle, they do amazing work. All the guys at Baseball America, follow those guys. They've got nothing but great information for you. Um, so, yeah, we won herpes, dude, from Oregon State. Yeah, to uh, to getting herpes, we raise our glass. Hmm. All right, the Cardinals pick is in. I need to see more of that Lankford jersey. Again, your best bet to see the Lankford jersey is to be on Twitter. All right, I want to go to the end of the questions here. Now, now, pad draft is going is better than crack cocaine. That's right. All right, so with the 22nd pick, in the draft, the Cardinals select Cooper Jerpy, a lefty out of Oregon State. I love it. Now, that is a great pick. Okay, so uh, the Cardinals have herpes. This is the Cardinals have herpes draft. Look, uh, uh, he does everything you want. You know, you see that that angle. Look, he's going to be a quick riser. If you thought McGreevy and um, uh, uh, Graceffo rose to the ranks quickly, he's going he's gonna to fly. He does everything well. Uh, you know, it's kind of a sidearm angle. Um, uh, it's sweeping. It's beautiful. It's something that I love. Uh, and, you know, that man, I just, I am so excited about this pick. You know, I thought that they might go Drew Gilbert. If you would have asked me who they were going to go, I probably would have said Drew Gilbert. Uh, but I'm glad that they ended up going with uh, with Cooper. I think I think that that was the right direction to go. You know, he, uh, again, it's it's all the stuff that, that Cooper does, right? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to adjust a little bit. Um, but, you know, he's, there's some concerns about like he doesn't throw hard enough, right? Uh, but what we've seen is we have seen him throw 98 to 97. Um, we, he has a really great sweeping breaking ball that is hard for lefties and righties to hit. He throws with a ton of deception. Um, he was probably most consistent starter in all of college baseball this year. Uh, you know, everything that he does is exactly what you want to see. Um, you know, I, I know that there were some people who wanted Blade Tidwell. Uh, you know, again, for me, it's, you know, I, I see a fastball that's probably, a, you know, a 60 grade slider and a changeup. It all plays really well off of each other. You know, he has good size, 6'3", 200 pounds. Um, you know, I, the, this is ridiculous. I'm looking at ESPN and they're comparing him to uh, 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 Josh Hader because of how well he does against lefties. You know, college and pros are a whole different thing. But Cooper Jerpy is a great selection for the Cardinals. You know, uh, again, I know that there's some stuff, you know, um, and again, I want to make sure that I don't like ruin anything. Uh, so I'm going back to some of my notes on some of these players. Uh, uh, you know, normally I'm a little bit more fluid. Normally I'm a little bit more like ranting and rolling, but uh, look, he, you know, he gets a good amount of ground balls. He does, uh, uh, he does a lot of, uh, oh, so real fast, I'm going to go over to YouTube. What do we have here? Uh, we have a lot of love for Cooper Jerpy. Uh, wow. Wings of domestic threat. Boom. Uh, Jerpy the love bug. I love it. Uh, the grave of Einstein says Cardinal screwed the wrong woman and now we got herpes. That's right. Daniel Schiller says herpes is a Brad Thompson's wet dream. How funny is that? On this night, we have herpes. Uh, Kyle, I'm gonna cry. He was my top guy. Yeah, Kareem, there we go. I love it again. So, I, I for me, I would have probably just if I was in the Cardinals draft room, it probably would have been between Cooper and it probably would have been uh, Drew Gilbert that was left there. So, I'm all about that pick. I love it. Uh, Kareem said, I 
I said that he was the one guy I wanted and it happened and I'm shocked. How awesome is that? Michael Leach over on YouTube says, I dig it. Connor Wehrman over on YouTube says, Pater Schmotai literally drafted a reliever in the first round. Shake my head. I love what you did there. Classic line. He's going to rise quick over on MLB Network. And he will. I don't think, you know, the Cardinals won't push him, push him, push him. He'll get a chance. But like, you know, he's better than Michael McGreevy was at this time last year. I would suspect that come, come next year, this time next year, he's at double A if he stays healthy. Uh, Daniel Schottel over on YouTube says, now we know why Mo wouldn't let you in the draft room. All the jokes. I know, right? It all makes sense if I just would have made a bunch of herpy jokes. Jacob Fouts says, uh, on MLB Network, there's a Chris Sale comp. How funny. All right, I'm going to go back over to Twitter. Uh, everybody seemed really – I need to see more of that. Langford, cheers, buddy. Cheers to all you. All right, so to uh, Oregon State, to the Cardinals draft room, for the really, really great Cooper Jerpy pick, uh, we raise our glass. God, I love, love, love Midas Touch. Uh, I want to draft whoever Randy Flores wants because Lord Flores knows best. And again, oh, boy, we got a, we've got a Twitter malfunction. Uh, and again, like – it's not just Randy Flores. Keep in mind, it's the scouting staff. Like they do incredible work. You know, uh, it's easy to it's easy to point to a person's boss and say the boss is amazing at his job. Uh, but when your people are constantly providing you with that type of information and and giving you setting you up for success, like the scouting department, Randy Flores, they all deserve it. Um, our good friend uh, 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 Guff Sports says, "Cheers, Juicy Bits IPA for me tonight." Again, I'm gonna have some booze to you. Uh, I'm going to try to kind of spin through some of these questions on Twitter real fast. Uh, somebody said, I think, uh, coach Boone says, I think the Cardinals should take James Ramsey. I think that that one's sailed. Uh, Sam Willsby says Mountain Dew seltzer and pad is an elite night. I agree. And says, follow Kyle. Do not follow me. Follow and Uh, again, there was a lot of excitement about Cooper Jerpy getting selected and I'm happy about that. Uh, no. And Owen 17 says King shit. That's right. Uh, I want to say our Haynes seven, two, five says it's a herpes outbreak. And I love it. The Cardinals got herpes, and it's spreading through Cardinal Nation, baby. Uh, Coach Boone says, okay, now DFA McFarlane and call up Jerpy. I'm not on board for that. Uh, future national Cooper Jerpy. <laughs> Cardinal fans want Juan Soto bad. I'm going to try to adjust my little setting here. Um, knew the Chris Sale comps were coming. Yeah, of course, the minute they saw a guy throw a side, you know, half sidearm from that angle, uh, they were going to come. Uh, lefty reliever in 2023. How about lefty starter in 2024? Card Stats says, trying to imagine the text Jim Edmonds just received. Yeah, he's been getting texts about having herpes for years now. Uh, best Stillman, Brett Stillman says, Jim Edmonds has definitely received a text about herpes before. We're in the same boat. Oh my God, Brett. Uh, Dave, J. David Reed says, uh, announce Kyle Reese to scouting staff, you cowards. Hey, somebody needs to write a letter every day to the Cardinals scouting staff to get me on board. Uh, I would love that. You know, uh, look, I, so we're all celebrating, and I love that. And now we've got to wait like six and a half hours for the Cardinals select again. Um, let's see. I'm going to go over here, and Graham says Cardinals take Caden Griner and Quinn Priester. That's funny. Gorio Production says we need Kyle in the draft room for the comic relief. Yeah, those poor sons of bitches deserve uh, deserve more than me. Sean says, sorry if you said this, but the hater comp made me wonder, do you think starter or bullpen? He, look, he has starter potential. Uh, the breaking pitch, the changeup, the fastball, it all works together, and it's all really well. If he gets stuck in there, like Hater, you know, when Hater was a prospect, what Hater didn't have is command. You know, he did not have that. That was part of the reason why he started off in the bullpen, and he got stuck there. Jerpy has way better command uh, of his stuff than Hater ever did, probably. I mean, they know better than I do. But, uh, like, 
there's real command there for him. You know, it's it's 60 control. You know, it's just a kick under what we've seen out of Mike McGreevy probably, but with with more devastating stuff. Like, uh, to me, if, if we're going to do the comp thing and we're going to stay within the organization, he's some awesome combo of Michael McGreevy, but with more velocity p- potential. Um, and McGreevy still has that velocity potential too, but with potentially more. Uh, and uh, Connor Thomas, like he's half Connor Thomas, half Michael McGreevy, kind of a, a love child there. So again, this is an awesome, uh, uh, Gorio said Twitter broke. How funny. Uh, the Grave of Einstein said, all I had to toast was a milkshake, not even infused with mommy's funny juice. Lame. That is uh, lame. Daniel Kelly says, just some water cheers for me here at 1130 a.m. Melbourne, Australia time. Well, then I will cheers with you to you in Melbourne, Australia. I raise my glass. Oh, Brandon Barriera is selected by the the uh, uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Here's the hope, and he's vaccinated. Uh, uh, Google sucks. Says seven to one strikeout to walk ratio. Yeah, again, we'll take it. Uh, Daniel Daniel Schuler says I write every day to the front office and tell them that if they hire Kyle, he needs to work from home all the time. Otherwise, the HR department will be overworked. Uh, absolutely. Travis Van Sickle says nice length for a jersey, which is over here, uh, which you can't really see on Twitter, but it's right there. Um, so give me a second. And we're gonna we're gonna dig into some some Cooper herpy jerpy stuff. Um, again, it's all about the angle. It's all about how his stuff moves. He tops out at ninety five, but he's been way above that. Um, uh, you know, uh, the the you know he's just all the movement checks out. You know, again, I'm not really supposed to talk about the numbers, so it's tough for me. But you know, he gets thirty plus percent walks. He has good vertical and horizontal movement. Uh, you know, because of the angle he pitches from, it's hard to pick up all his stuff. You know, it gets gets ground balls at a, at a large clip. He's everything uh, that uh, that you would want if you're the St. Louis Cardinals. Like he he fits into all of the things that they look for. Uh, Connor Burnett says over on YouTube, dude, he struck out 161 this year. Pretty awesome. Uh, Sammy822 over on YouTube says, are you answering questions about current prospects tonight or draft only? No, anything you guys want to talk about, we'll talk about. We can talk about the current prospects in the Cardinals organization. I love it. Um, what fastball velo does he have? Again, he's probably going to live between 91 and 94. He can get up to 95 and stay consistent in 95 uh, in starts, but he's been above that. He's shown the ability to get up to 96 to 98. He just doesn't keep it there. Um, you know, so it's whatever. Um, and again, when you're, when you're pitching with that much deception and that much movement, you don't necessarily need to throw with so much heat. He can get it. And I love it. Uh, and Owen says, uh, 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 Quinn says, Harold Reynolds is probably going to compare him to Koufax. Yeah. Again, the Chris sale thing is so easy. You're going to see a lot of that. Ryan Olson says, what level is Herbie going to start? You think? Yeah, look, uh, again, I think he's a little bit more advanced than Michael McGreevy. Um, you know, doesn't have the whole pitch selection that McGreevy has. McGreevy just throws so many pitches and commands it all pretty well. But, you know, I would suspect we'll see him on some type of similar track as McGreevy was. Look, there's no reason to be over aggressive. You can always move a player up. So, you know, ideally he'll get some time at Palm Beach, maybe get some time at Peoria this year. Uh, again, he's only going to throw between 10 and 15 innings. That would be my guess uh, after being drafted, especially because of all of the uh, all of the innings that he's had. Um, and especially as late as he's worked in, uh, you know, because of the College World Series and all that, because of the road to Omaha. Uh, but yeah, look, I wouldn't be surprised if we're talking about uh, this time next year being at Double A. And again, it's not always about where you start; it's about kind of how you're finishing. So for me, um, that w- that would be my guess. 
Uh, oh, Steve Mercure. So we went into try, uh, the velocity of the fastball. Travis Van Sickle says for Kyle later, is Delvin Perez on the verge of being released or someday a change, uh, a chance? Look, I would think that right now, Delvin Perez doesn't have much of a chance of making the big leagues and he's not going to get released because this is his last year in the organization. He becomes a minor league free agent after this year and you can never have enough depth. So he'll stay. It's just, I don't think he'll resign with the Cardinals, uh, this, this, this coming season i would imagine he finds his way into another organization and hopefully they can do something for him over on youtube josh neary says is counter thomas mlb ready now uh jason hill did a great interview with him over on viva alberto's check it out uh he talks a little bit about the cutter he's working on fastball slider uh two seam change up here and there uh, mlb ready is interesting like He's not not MLB ready. I think that he's on the verge of being uh, uh, in a good spot to make a major league contribution. But I don't think you're going to have this like huge, amazing like he's not going to be, a, you know, he's a, he's probably a depth piece. He might be able to do some really awesome things because he gets a good amount of ground balls out of the bullpen. Uh, you know, he's again, he's a back fringy back end of the rotation reliever who's going to fill some innings one way or the other over on Twitter. Uh we have J. David Reed who says, uh, I think Bumgartner could be the next herpes. That's right. Uh, Madison Bumgartner. And Owen 17 says, but how great would the intros be when he comes out of the pen to close it out? It'd be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, over on Twitter, Brett Stillman says, is velocity potential realized through strength and maturity or mechanics? It's all of it, right? It's, it's, it's about getting stronger and more deliberate in your motions. It's about cleaning up your mechanics. It's about, you know, maybe adjusting your mechanics to get the most out of what you have. Uh, it's all of those things wrapped into once, you know, um, understanding the kinetic chain a little bit better. All of those things lead to more velocity. Uh, over on YouTube, Daniel Schuler says, since the Soto thing consumed all humanity, why does it seem the BFIBs don't have a lot of love for win? Is it because walks in Walker's shadow? No, man. So I can't really say anything. Uh, all I can say is that when I talk with people about Mason Wynn, they love Mason Wynn. I just think that like people do this really easy thing where they're like, all right, so we don't want to like when fans start to put together trade proposals, it's like, we don't want to trade Jordan Walker, but you know what? I, we have to part with something good. So we're going to part with Mason Wynn. And I think that's where all of that comes from. Uh, Wings of Domestic Threats says 161 Ks to 23 walks. Holy fuck. That's right. Yeah. He's again, Cooper Jerpy is about as good as it gets. Uh, Sammy822 says, first started following prospects when I watched TCU highlights of Matty Carpenter. Couldn't be happier for Marp. Yeah, it's an awesome thing. An awesome thing. Kyle, you could not tell Connor Thomas's agent that, yeah, look, but that's good. You want your people to, you want your people to believe in you. Uh, over on uh, Twitter, we have NON says, LJ Jones, what's the ceiling there? Look, uh, I worry about LJ Jones' limited athletic ability. I think he has a bat that could, that's going to play, has the potential to play. I think he still needs to work on developing his power. Uh, he can go to all fields, which is good. He just needs to continue to produce. I think he's a fringy outfielder at best. I don't feel really comfortable with him at first, which makes him really interesting. You know, maybe a bargain basement version of Moises Gomez if I had to choose. Uh, who gets the big? Who gets to the big first? Tink or Cooper? Oh no, Tink or Connor? Connor? Connor Thomas? Uh, then it's definitely Connor Thomas if that's who you're talking about. Uh, Josh Neary says, "What is your opinion on Moises Gomez' future with the Cardinals?" Look, uh, to me, Gomez is the less talented version of Jag Jose Adolis Garcia. I don't think that uh, they have similar power profile. They smoke the ball whenever they hit it. They strike out a lot. Uh, but, you know, Adolis is a better all-around athlete. He's more of a physical specimen. I worry about um, uh, Gomez's ability to stick 
uh, in an outfield position. So he's probably going to play DH and play a little bit of outfield. He has a cannon of an arm, but he kind of runs around like an asshole out there. So what role is he going to play with the Cardinals, man? I don't know. Look, if there's one thing I've learned from all of these years of having like a dozen deep outfield prospects is this thing works itself out. You know, there's no telling. Paul Tool says, what prospects get added to the 40-man after this year? You know, I'm not there. Our, our good friend, um, uh, RC Cola, he keeps all that, but I'm not there. I'm not paying any attention to that just yet. Sorry about that. Gorio over on YouTube says, I love Wynn so much. So excited for that guy. Yeah, he's the best. Counter Wehrman says, what do you think about this era of Cardinals pitching prospects? Graceppo, McGreevy, Jerpy, compared to the Flaherty, Hudson, Helsley group from a few years ago. I don't think the Cardinals are there yet. You know, uh, we talk about that group. That group had, it had, you know, even going a little bit deeper. For a minute there, you had Helsley, you had Hudson, you had Flaherty, you had Hicks, you had um, Alcantara, you had Fernandez, you had um, Austin Gomber. Um, This group is not that deep. I don't think it has that much of a high upside. Again, you know, Graceffo has some things to work work on. McGreevy has some things to work on. Jerpy's pretty far along. He's really talented, but he has some some, uh, some stuff to work on. Uh, I don't think it compares at all. I think that that that, that 2018-2017 group is about as good as you're going to see, even if the results haven't all been there. Holy Shield says A-plus, Kyle. Holy Shield, Nick, I, I give... Again, I'm going to raise my glass to Randy Flores and his people, to the scouting department, amateur scouting department for the St. Louis Cardinals. Great pick at number 22nd, drafting the six foot three, 200-pound, strike-throwing, strike-em-out-throwing, Cooper Jerpy. We raise our glass. Great selection by the St. Louis Cardinals. You know, honestly, I can envision a situation, and you guys know I don't overreact to this stuff, but with Gorman, Herrera, Libertor, Yepes, Donovan, uh, Thompson, Palante and Walsh off the board. I'd put Jerpy ahead of Baez, and I'd definitely put Jerpy ahead of McGreevy. So uh, think about that. You're probably talking about, in my personal Dirty 35, you're talking about Walker, Wynn, probably Burley, probably Jerpy, probably Baez and McGreevy uh, as your top six or whatever. Uh, Braden Belitter says, do you see Cooper starting at double A then maybe coming up in September to help out the pen? No, no, no. No, again, and I don't, <laughs> I don't I don't want that either. Like, there's no reason to rush him. And I know the Cardinal fans feel that urge to supplement their bullpen. They definitely want uh, the best players pitching for the singles Cardinals. But let's not rush this kid. There's no reason to rush him. You know, uh, if this time next year he's at Springfield, or if he starts next year at Springfield, that's good. And then at that point we can kind of maybe focus on a 2023 impact or an early 2024 impact. But let's – look, he pitched a lot of innings for Oregon State. He's probably not going to get ramped up for another month. And then he's probably only going to get like 10 to 20 innings in the Cardinals organization. So let's not, let's not overwhelm this kid. Just let, let's not talk about, even though he's advanced, even though he's really talented, let's not talk about him uh, as a 2022 contributor just yet. That doesn't do him any good. It doesn't do us any good. Steve Mercure says mid nineties with movement and his K per innings and K to walk ratios. Excellent pick a guy to watch more than a guy to watch a guy to, uh, to key in on Kareem says, uh, might need to send flowers to Flores. You know, Kareem, I'll Venmo you. If you do it, I'll Venmo you. And they can come from both of us. Uh, AR one, eight says raising a glass to Randy Flores here at two forty in the UK. This is awesome. Look, we've had a uh, Melbourne, Australia involved. We've had the UK involved. Uh, we've had Arizona, we have Florida, we have New York, we have Portland, we have California, uh, uh, the Carolinas. To everybody in Prospects After Dark on the draft night, we raise our glass. 
Josh Neary says, which first round pick is having the best career over on YouTube? Uh, I'm just going to say, because uh, why not, um, uh, that it's going to be Cooper Derpy. No, uh, you know, I'm partial to Chase DeLauder. I think Chase DeLauder has all-star games ahead of him. You know, I think that uh, obviously Drew Jones and uh, Tamar Johnson and um, Jackson Holiday all have really great careers ahead of them. Of course, they're all prep kids. Um, so, yeah, look, I, I like Chase DeLauder a lot. I I, I, to me, he's a top five, top 10 pick, uh, but he and Zach Neto would be the two that I would think have a really good chance of making the most immediate and strongest impact. Uh, over on YouTube, we have Braden Brown who says, Graceffo debut this year. Again, he's got some things he needs to work on. There's a little tipping issue he's going through right now. That's part of the reason why his strikeout rate's down. Um, he's working on some release point issues, but, uh, you know, I, it could happen. I don't think it should happen. I don't think it will happen. But it could happen. And, again, he's got some stuff to work on. But he would be able to um, help himself out a little bit if he just continued to work and also stay down at the minors. Uh, Cardinal Fan 22 says, miss the pick, Kyle. Overall great on the pick. Yeah, it's an A, A+. Plus. Uh, I don't know what more you could want from that pick at 22. It's not easy to select the 22. And that's a really great pick. Uh, Remy or Jeremy Fox over on Twitter says, what does Moises's Moises Gomez trajectory look like? Look, if he keeps hammering the baseball, the way he's hammering the baseball, even with that K rate, he's going to end up making the majors eventually. As a matter of fact, when the Cardinals get to add two people uh, to the 26 man in September, if they have a 40 man spot, I would suggest that they add Moises and get him to the majors with a chance to be a really interesting pinch hitting option. Uh, Cause he's not going to do you any favors on the bases and he's not going to do you any favors out in the outfield. So if he stays in the organization, then yeah, I would suspect uh, uh, by this time next year, he's made a major league debut at the very least over on Twitter or over on YouTube. We have Connor Wehrman. It says any promising signs or things you've heard about Trey Fletcher as of late? No. Uh, again, I know it's easy to look back at the $1.5 million bonus in the second round that the Cardinals gave Trey Fletcher and how bad and miserable it's been and how little you paid it, like how little it's been worth paying attention. But just remember, he's still young. Just remember that even though it, even if it doesn't pan out, even if they release him tomorrow, uh, that there was still a, a calculated risk and a hell of a gamble to take. And uh, one of the things that makes the draft really interesting is when teams do stuff like that. That's shit that the Cardinals haven't done in the past that we've seen them do that's paid off. And it might not pay off with Trey Fletcher. It might pay off. Who knows? Probably not. Uh, but to do it and to continue that philosophy has really paid off for them with Mason Wynn, with Tink Hentz. Uh, so, again, it's not a great thing. Uh, what we're hearing isn't great, but that doesn't mean that it wasn't worth the second-round pick that they spent on him. Rafael Shaquin says, hello, everyone. El Capitan Rafael has arrived. Salute to you, El Capitan. I raise my glass of, again, Midas Touch from Dogfish Head. Uh, uh, you are welcome here in Prospects After Dark. Over on Twitter... Uh, and we got into it a little bit. B.R. Schuff says, will Gomez be in St. Louis in September? It could be an interesting decision for them to make, depending on what the 40 man looks like. NON17 says, Moses Gomez is a less talented Adolis Garcia. LJ is a less talented Gomez. Perspective, LOL. Yeah, again, look, it's all about, and again, keep in mind, LJ Jones is still young. He's like 22 years old. He's still developing. He's a little raw on the outfield. When he was at Long Beach State, he was hurt uh, quite a bit. So he never really got a full season underneath. This is like his first real full season of competitive baseball. Uh, so it's all like, it's all learning on the fly for him. So this time next year, he could end up being more sure in the outfield. He could surpass Moises Gomez. He could surpass, surpass Jack. It's all about where you're at in your development. But you know, Adolis Garcia uh, was a very, very talented, um, uh, a very, very talented right fielder who profiled beautifully and perfectly in right field. And Moises Gomez isn't there. And LJ Jones isn't there. 
Uh, Jones has more time. I could see him becoming a decent outfielder. He's just not there. And I don't think we'll see that out of Gomez. Gomez has an arm that's a hand cannon, but uh, that's about all that he really offers out in the outfield. Over on Twitter, uh, over on YouTube, I keep doing that. I'm sorry. Travis Van Sickle says, Captain America, Spencer Jones. Great show, Kyle. Enjoy your work. Yeah, the Spencer Jones was just drafted by somebody a second ago. Uh, Jim of Beam says, Jerpy goes right into the Soto package. Everybody's already ready to trade Jerpy. Uh, I am not. I want to see him in the organization. I think he's going to end up making a huge difference. Uh, and maybe maybe the highest ceiling of anybody in the – again, I'm not don't I'm not there yet because I still think really highly of Graceffo, uh, and I But other than Tim Kentz, he probably has the highest ceiling. And obviously, if we're going to do the floor thing, a pretty high floor of any organization in the prospect. Aaron Johnson on YouTube says, have you done any hot takes on the Juan Soto speculation yet? My hot take is that the Cardinals would not make that trade if they had to give up a lot. You know, like it's not, you're not going to, they're not going to give up O'Neal and Walker and Wynn and Graceffo. Like they're just not going to do that. That's not them. John Mazalek has said for a thousand years, and he said it at Blogger Day yesterday, they're an organization, they're an organization built by their pipeline. They're not going to trade five of their top, like three of their top 10 prospects and then two of their starters to make it happen. There's no way that's, that's bad, especially when Juan Soto is going to get $400 million if he is on the free agent market. And the Cardinals aren't going to pay that, especially if Nolan doesn't opt out and they plan on keeping Goldschmidt, which obviously they do. Connor Webster says, do you think the Cardinals plan on getting Walker some reps in the outfield in the near future with Goldie and Arenado at the corners? Yeah, again, so look, don't focus on what's going on in games. He's a 20-year-old kid at AA, which is an advanced level. He's working his way through the system. Keep him comfortable at the position he's comfortable in. In the offseason, you can adjust. Look, he's getting reps where the reps matter. Uh, he's getting instructions where they matter. And just because he's playing third every day doesn't mean that he's not getting that stuff behind the scenes. I'll leave it at that. Over on YouTube, Sammy822 says, How hard can you throw a baseball? I'm sure you've taken a shot at a state fair or whatever. Look, when I was in high school, I could throw like 85 to 90. But I had shoulder surgery when I was 14 or 15 years old. And now I could probably throw like 55 or 60 miles an hour if I really gun backed and threw. Uh, over on Twitter, we have uh, Andrew Jones, Andrew Joseph 231. It says, can the Cardinals still rely on Libertor to live up to his top prospect billing? So again, I think the Libertor thing is all about perspective. And this is, this is why I write. And I try not to minimize things by putting grades on stuff. You know, this is all the stuff that we talked about with Matthew Libertor. We knew he would struggle as command wasn't quite there yet. We knew his fastball wasn't, neither of his fastballs, his two-seamer or his four-seamer, were up to snuff. We knew that he would have issues, but the breaking pitches are all there. And once he can figure out his usage, once the Cardinals figure out his usage, he's going to be a good pitcher. The problem is fans have unreal expectations, and this is what me and my people, uh, uh, people who write about prospects, need to change. When you're talking about a top 30 top 50 prospect in baseball, most of those times, those guys aren't going to be ones or twos. Uh, you know, uh, when you get to like 40 or 35 through like 75, you're talking about middle of the rotation starters who might be a little bit more, but it probably are three or four type starters. And that's what Matthew Libertor was always going to be with a chance of being less and a chance of being more. But that's what the smart one he was. And that's why I write a million and a half words because I'm trying to flush out the entire prospect. I'm trying to show you exactly what they are instead of just like 60 command, 50 fastball, 30 fastball. Oh, Brewers took Eric Brown. Ah. Oh! I hate the Brewers. Eric Brown. I love Eric Brown. He's the greatest thing on earth. Uh, he's amazing. I hate the Brewers with all my heart. Um, God, that one hurts. God, that one sucks. Um, yeah, uh, that sucks. God damn it. I'm not, I am particularly upset about that one. 
Uh, again, I didn't think he'd last to 59 when the Cardinals drafted, but you just never know. Look, the Brewers got themselves a really great player in Eric Brown there. Uh, my brother Michael says, who did the boomer? So my brother Michael and I call the Cardinals the boomerangs. They Michael, go on YouTube thingy. Uh, they drafted Cooper Jerpy. Uh, uh, wait, hold on. Let me, I'm going to go to Twitter. Uh, at Riggity. Hold on. Sorry, I had to DM my brother. Um, so, yeah, getting. I'm going to go back to – sorry. I'm sorry to get uh, messed up there. I'm sorry to get distracted. I've got a thousand things going on. Um, Sarah, hey, Sarah Ann, how are you? Take my shirt off. Uh, not for you, but I will take my shirt off soon enough, I promise. Uh, oh, and Owens – I hope you're well, Sarah Ann. Owens 17 says, uh, quit molly coddling these first-round college arms. Get them up here. Uh, you're an idiot. Uh, have you done any hot take? Let's see. Uh, over here. Oh, he asked me about that. Oh, VHS. Our good friend VHS says Cooper Jerpy for Juan Soto. Yeah, everybody's already ready to throw Cooper Jerpy in a Juan Soto trade. Aaron Johnson says, seems like considering trading someone like Bader wouldn't be crazy with Walker potentially ready next year. Right? Yeah, again, look, the Cardinals should probably consider trading anyone that uh, that a team wanted if they thought that they could get more in return for it. That's my thought on the whole thing. Um, look, I, I don't think Harrison Harrison Bader is a great player who probably has a lot of trade value. But again, I think I think if Dylan Carlson keeps playing center this way, and again, it's not anywhere near as good as Harrison Bader plays it, but it's still really damn good, and that makes Bader expendable. But also, I don't know if you trade Harrison Bader when he's hurt. You know, I, I don't know what that does for his value. Uh, over on Twitter, uh, M Moore FBU1350 says, I want to hear drunk Mike Shannon pronounce Jerpy's name. Look, I keep calling it Herpy, and I'm not even drunk yet. Uh, Wings of Domestic Fred says, could Libby be on the block for a starter now? Again, I, I've been saying for years that I, – not years. I've been saying for a little bit now that I that Matthew Libertor would be the starter that I would have traded this whole time for an upgrade. I don't think the Cardinals will. He still has too much control, and he's still too much their type of pitcher, and he's a hard worker, and he's smart, and he could end up putting it all together. But, uh, yeah, look, I, I don't know what the Cardinals will do. I, he doesn't seem like the kind of player that they trade, um, just not yet at least. Over on YouTube, Aaron Johnson says – uh, yeah, they're not doing that. I was hoping for more scorn in that take, though. How funny is that? Uh, again, over on YouTube, Libby in a Bader package. Walker going to have to play somewhere. You know, we always say that, but think about all of the dozens and dozens of outfielders that the Cardinals have had over the years that kept funneled through that haven't worked. Like, there's value in keeping the players who work, right, uh, who are working out. And there's also value in um... – well, that's weird. You know, and there's also value in uh, making sure that you have enough depth to cover in case something doesn't work out. Sorry, I'm trying to figure out what's going on with the Astros because this kid looks like he's, oh, oh it's the Uvalde thing. God, that's so sad. Good for the Uvalde people. We raise, you know, not raise our glass. We clap to them for what those poor people are going through. Uh, over on YouTube, no Googles and LOL. Where did you buy that sweet Langford jersey? So the story with the Langford jersey is that uh, I got my brother Jim – had a friend, went down to spring training, got the jersey, apparently came off of Langford's bat, and I've had it since I was a wee, a wee boy. It's from 1993. Uh, over on Twitter, we said, J. David Reed says, to Randy Flores and his department, I'm raising my Boulevard Tank 7 American Cezanne. And you know, if you're raising the uh, the, the, the the Tank 7 Cezanne, uh, American Cezanne, you're doing well. I'm going to raise my favorite beer, one of my favorite beers, the Midas Touch from Dogfish Head to that group too. Oh, they took Drew Gilbert. That's a good pick for the Astros. Good for him. Uh, over on Twitter, I'm assuming we'll be seeing releases coming up after the draft. 
Um, yeah, again, I don't, I don't know, but it usually does happen. So that's a good point. Plastic T says, who's the MLB comp for first round pick? Um, uh, we have decided it is uh, Tom Seaver. No, look, don't focus on an MLB comp. You know, everybody keeps saying from a mechanical standpoint, there's a lot of Chris Sale in there, but that's only part of it. Like that, I hate just immediately going to the MLB comp. What we know is he commands the ball well. He can throw the fastball in the mid, the, the mid low to the mid 90s. And then he has a breaking pitch and a changeup that all match well with it. It all moves appropriately. It all spins appropriately. And it all acts appropriate. So that's what matters. Let's not do that first pick comp thing. That's where you get in trouble. Um, and Owens over on Twitter says, Is bias still hurt? Yeah, he had to have wrist surgery and he's, he's nursing himself back to health. Troy Poole. Hey, Troy, what's up, brother? Best available college pitcher or best available high school hitter is a good formula. Thoughts? Look, I think what you do is you need to make sure that you have – If look, again, if I'm running a scouting department, there's two things that I would do. I, I, I would stay away from prep players. Again, I, it's a whole thing. Unless that prep player had monster power uh, with a hitting tool that you felt comfortable could grow – uh, and I would also go with with collegiate pitchers who have uh, appropriate spin and movement, but also uh, command the ball and have a secondary offering that is at least projectable as plus. And then you can kind of adjust from there, especially in the first two rounds. Now, I might get clever and creative after those first two rounds, but only in those first two rounds would I make sure that, like, I, I'm not drafting anybody who doesn't have present and also projectable power. Uh, there, that doesn't do you any good. You know, limited power. That's why I didn't like Justin Crawford. Like, there's limited power there. It's why a couple of years ago, I wasn't a big fan of Enrique Bradfield, who is, uh, you know, the center fielder, the monster, incredible defensive center fielder for Vanderbilt. Like, there was no power there. I don't I don't have anything for guys who don't have power. And whether that's prep or collegiate, I'm on board. Like, I, I like it. But, uh, you know, for pitching, especially if a kid throws 100 miles an hour as a um, – uh, uh, you know, as a 17-year-old. To me, I, I hear that time bomb ticking. Over on Twitter, uh, which of the three rooks will have the biggest second half, Yepes, Gorman, or Donovan? You know, it's hard for me to say anybody other than Donovan. You know, I, I've i been pretty vocal about my love for Brendan Donovan. I think when you're talking about biggest, you know, there's a loud factor that comes with that, and I think Nolan Gorman's going to be loud. I think he's going to do some loud stuff. I just think that if you're talking about steady as it goes, then that's Brendan Donovan, no doubt about it. Over on Twitter, uh, over on YouTube, do you see the Cardinals cutting Dickerson anytime soon? What has to happen for Burleson to get to the majors if Dickerson doesn't get released? Well, there's no reason to release Corey Dickerson. You know, ever since he's come off of the IL, he's done some really good stuff. He's hit the ball really hard. And even uh, even when he was at uh, Memphis and his rehab, you could tell that things had changed a little bit. So what does he have to do? He probably has to continue to hit like shit. Uh, Harrison Bader probably has to continue to be hurt. And Tyler O'Neill has to not get back up to snuff. Um, look, I don't. I'm a big Alec Burleson fan. I think he can handle Major League Pitching. I think he can handle Major League Pitching right now. But I understand why the Cardinals went with Connor Capel. Uh, it made more sense in that situation. And uh, I I think we'll get to a time eventually where we see Alec Burleson. But I don't think that like that role, that guy who only comes up for a little bit uh, and only gets like four, eight, ten plate appearances and 30 at-bats, or, you, know, uh, you know, 10 at-bats and – six days or whatever, you know, I don't, that's not for Burleson just yet. And, you know, it sounds crazy, but if, if uh, uh, Corey Dickerson keeps doing what he's doing and he doesn't need to, you know, it needs to be more obviously, but if he keeps doing what he's doing then, and the outfield gets healthy, then that left-handed bat, bat off the bench 
like that's kind of his perfect role. So uh, to to piggyback off of the Burleson stuff, Connor Wehrman says, how is Burley's defense in the outfield looking this year? Keep seeing takes that he's a bat only DH type, but it's from some kind of people uh, who said such about Gorman. Yeah, look, so he's not the fleetest of foot out in the outfield. He has a really underrated arm from a corner outfield spot. Uh, you know, I, I would say he's maybe taking some steps back defensively. I was more impressed with what he did last year. Um defensively in the corner outfield spots. But uh, look, yeah, I've heard the DH type. I've heard the platoon left-handed bat. Both of those things are inaccurate. You know, ideally you'd want him in left field where he can kind of be hidden. His athleticism can be hidden. You would want a center fielder like Bader or Carlson who can cover a decent amount of ground. Um, you know, uh, he's definitely not a platoon DH exclusively type. There's more to his game than that. Over on Twitter, our good friend, hey, be love. Uh, I hope Tinder's going well for you or whatever you're dealing with. Uh, uh, Bumble's the one. Uh, who's ready to see Pools win the Derby tomorrow night? It's Albert Pools in the home run derby. I might actually watch tomorrow for that. Look at Xavier Isaacs. Good for him. Over on Twitter, Kyle Two, Kyle Two says, how do you feel about your son getting drafted first overall? Uh, man, I feel great. It was a big day for me. Uh, and the holiday family. Uh, Jeff Niehaus says, Fletcher was my pad match, but I'd be willing to mess around with herpes. That's right. That's right, Jeff. Look, I'll give you herpes. If you want herpes, you can have herpes. If you asked for herpes, it would it would be um, it would be mean of me. It would be ill-advised of me to not give you the herpes that you're asking for. Uh, Josh Neary says, trade up for Melendez. Find somebody who loves you the way that Josh Neary loves uh, Yvonne, uh, Ivan Melendez. Sammy822 says, how does the hashtag Reese Hive you on Gould's B, uh, best uh, best podcast in baseball. You know, uh, just tweet at him all the time. I'm sure that won't annoy him at all. No, I mean, all, all, uh, all kidding aside, um, I would consider it an honor to take part in anything that Derek Gould does. And uh, I'm, I'm even flattered that he communicates with me uh, on the timeline at all. Uh, that's, that is a thrill of my lifetime. Uh, just uh, flattering. Iowa Next says, how has Griffin Roberts looked so far? Now, I didn't get to see today's game. I didn't watch today or yesterday, so I can't say. But um, I will say in the two-thirds of an inning performance that he had where he struck out, I think he struck out two and then walked a guy, and that would have been Thursday night or whatever, I was really impressed. His fastball looked good. His breaking pitch looked lively. And uh, I'm going to go back and watch if he pitched this weekend. I don't know. Yesterday was my girlfriend's birthday, uh, and we had stuff all day. And then today I've been trying to do draft prep. Um, So, yeah. Oh, yeah, get you on. You can get me on. You can get me off. Anything you want, Sam A22. Brett Stillman says, is there an organization that you admire in the way that they draft and develop the St. Louis Cardinals? Look, uh, the Cardinals, the Dodgers, the the Guardians, the um, the Rays. The Brewers have drafted a lot of the players that I like. The Orioles, the Orioles seem to draft the players I like. I like all those organizations. I think the Rangers do weird shit. I think the White Sox do weird shit. I think the Cubs do weird shit, but it's whatever. VHS says, which one of these guys – uh, can we comp to Skip Schumacher, Drew Gilbert? No, that's they're not really anything alike. Uh, but it was just small guys, and they're white, so uh, that's just as good as any comp that any of these geniuses on these networks are going to give you. Uh, Connor Webster says, "What's the highest upside for Jerpy? Middle of the rotation or higher? Look, um, if he can get in the, it's the same kind of thing with Libertor as far as velocity on the fastball goes. If his velocity's up, he's going to get more out of his stuff, which is delightful. Uh, but again, if Second mid nineties, Jerpy's probably better than Libertor is. Libertor's ceiling is probably as a middle of the rotation guy. Uh, so yeah, look, I think what's the most likely outcome if he continues on this trek, if he keeps having the type of uh, keeps 
throwing strikes, strikes, if he keeps providing this type of contact, keeps the movement on his fastball, then yeah, middle of the rotation easily. And, and maybe in a year and a half or so, maybe even sooner than that, you know, not, not this year. Let's not, we're not going to go down that this year. We're not going to get caught up in that rhetoric this year. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's really talented. It's a great pick at 22nd overall. Over on Twitter, uh, Iwanek also says, Romeri seems to be playing well. Yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, Patrick Romeri has dealt with a lot of injuries in his short minor league career. He's still super young, but to see him hitting the ball at Palm Beach is a positive. Now we got to get him to Peoria soon, and we got to see what it looks like. Uh, I love Patrick Romeri. I hope he can put it all back together because I've, I've always been a fan of his. Uh, Harry Doyle, 69, says, Arnado seems fed up with the front office. Again, it's hard to, you know, those comments that he made, he definitely wants the front office to act. But without hearing it, you know, the tone is what matters. Not necessarily the words. I would like to hear the tone that he said, those comments that he gave to Mr. Gould. Um, but he doesn't seem fed up. He just, if anything, he seems like, hey, I want to win. Let's let's go win. Jeff Niehaus says, why isn't Manfred getting uh, booed more? Uh, I, he was at first, but it kind of uh, went to the wayside. <laughs> J. David Reed says, first pick comp is for Marco Chlamydia. How funny. Uh, over on YouTube, Connor Wehrman says, in your time following prospects in the cards draft, which pick prospect was your biggest hit, a.k.a. someone who was undervalued locally and or nationally, who you believe in and then panned out? Uh, you know, I, I do it a little differently. Like, I don't necessarily know if I view it that way. I will say that I love the 2020 draft, you know, I from the get-go. I thought... I thought Bedell, Levi Prater was the only one I wasn't that high on. I thought Alec Burson was a bit of a, re- a reach at 70, but I thought they were going to use his money to pay for Tink Hens and Mason Wynn. Uh, but, uh, you know, even when the Cardinals drafted Jordan Walker, uh, they, there were some concerns there. He Coming off of the 2020 season, he didn't really get a chance to prove that he had worked through some of the concerns that scouts had had. So that was why he was even available to the Cardinals at that selection. Uh, I love that 2020 draft. I, I thought Ian Bedell was a great pick. You know, it's hard for me to say because most of the time I have a positive attitude about who the Cardinals draft. I was not high on Mike McGreevy last year as compared to what the Cardinals were or maybe some other other industry industry sources were. Um, You know, I think I think when Nolan Gorman fell to the Cardinals, we all knew that that would be something special. I like George Kirby better than I like Zach Thompson. Um, I did not like the Trajan Fletcher pick, but I understood why they do it. They did it. And it was probably still the right thing to do. Um, and then once you get past there, it's all kind of a crapshoot. It's just really awesome that the Cardinals are so good at drafting between rounds three and 10, honestly. Over on YouTube, STL Punk 13 says, I didn't, it didn't appear that Fred Bird was present at the draft. Is it possible he's traded for the lack of effort? Fred Bird for Syndergaard, uh, possibly, yeah, at least for another, uh, at least for another, oh, Reggie Crawford going to the Giants. Good for them. Uh, at least for another mascot like the Philly Fanatic. Uh, Devin B says, I disagree with you, bud. I disagree with me too, Devin B. Over on uh, Twitter, we have, oh, uh, Anowen says, Manford is smart and gets the hell off the podium as quick as possible. I love that. Uh, Mason Wynn, MLB ETA for Harry Doyle, 69. Probably two years. Probably 2024 would be my guess, some point in 2024. Anowen 17 says, Pauly D is in fuego in Memphis. When does he get another look? Look, the Cardinals have some shit to sort out there. Uh, you know, the problem is he's probably not going to be a part-time player if he were to get called up. And, uh, you know, obviously Edmund is not hitting well. He's hitting very poorly, but he's still playing a really good shortstop. And Nolan Gorman is playing, a you know, uh, an acceptable short second base while hitting the ball. You know, I think that um, – I think it would be hard to bring him up. You know, Edmund DeSosa is not good. 
but he provides a little bit of energy and he can play in a reliever in a, in a part-time role. And I think that there's an issue there with, with Paul DeYoung where you wouldn't necessarily think that he'd be set in a part-time role. Again, it's all very fluid. I would suspect that maybe it happens sooner rather than later. Uh, maybe it gives him a chance to come up to the majors and uh, extend his trade value. Who really knows? Um, but, uh, but we'll see. Brett Garrity says Xavier Isaacs looks like he ate Tommy Pham. And then, uh, and then all of Tommy Pham's life essence seeped through his, uh, his skin. Tori says, I just get here. I just got here and you're wearing a tie and talking about herpes. Sounds like a spicy. No, it sounds like every other uh, episode of Prospect After Dark ever. Um, I'm glad you're here for it, Tori. It's a pleasure to have you. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you heard this, Tori, but David Freeze was in St. Louis last night or two nights ago or something. I don't know. AR1897 AR says, for a team that's been extremely aggressive with their pitching assignments, what's the deal with, you know, hand Paniagua still being in low A? His performance would suggest he's ready for Peoria. Yeah, you know, maybe they're trying to preserve his trade value. I don't know. Uh, I think he's ready. I think he's been ready for a while. Um, maybe what? Uh, maybe they're just waiting for some people that are a little older in the organization to age out following this draft. Like, I, if he's in the organization after the trade deadline, he'll be at Peoria soon enough. Drama Squirt says, me and the Cardinals are the same. I agree with you. Uh, we both have jerpies. Uh, that's a good one, Drama Squirts. I love it. Holy Schultz says, Flores just said there's a hope. Jerpy moves quick through minors. Good. I could see it happening. Again, let's hope it's not this year. There's no reason to rush this shit last year. Think about all the guys that have been rushed to the majors. Uh, Mike Leak didn't work out. Brandon Finnegan didn't work out. Um, uh, the dude from Tennessee from a couple of years ago who the uh, White Sox drafted, it, the, the power thrower, I can't think of what his name is right now. He hasn't really worked out. Give these guys some time. There's no reason to rush them in their draft year. But, yeah, look, if he earns a chance to be at the major leagues next year, I think that there's reason to suspect that that could, that could happen and that he might even be ready for it. Kind of Wehrman says, do you think Yepes is best suited for a platoon role long term, or can you see him figuring out left-handed pitchers more? Look, he's going to figure out left-handed pitchers more. He's just – he's made some mechanical adjustments that are not working for him. And I don't know who taught him how to make those mechanical adjustments. He wasn't making them before Albert Pujols was a part of his life, but he steps out when he swings. And when lefties are peppering him with outside stuff and righties, but lefties in particular are peppering him with outside stuff, he's not hitting it because he's stepping out. Uh, Albert Pujols needs to get away from Juan Yepes. That's my hot take. Connor Webster says, what's the next cards pick? They draft 59th, so uh, probably another like three hours. Uh, I'm going to get through all the questions, and we're going to end this, and then we might try to come back for 59th overall. Aaron Johnson says, is there anyone that would want to trade for DeYoung? Yeah, I'm sure there's a team that would want to trade for DeYoung, but I just don't think it's going to be like for much, you know? Uh, Iowa next says, any chance we see Deluzio in the majors? Yeah, I wouldn't think so. You know, I, I wondered if maybe Deluzio would get the call instead of Capel. But, you know, Capel's left-handed bat kind of makes him a little bit more interesting for the Cardinals, especially replacing somebody like Dickerson or, you know, having another left-handed bat in the lineup. Uh, ooh, Sterling Thompson. I like Sterling Thompson, too. He's a pretty good little second baseman. Might be a little bit of a reach for 31 at Colorado, Colorado at 31. But, uh, yeah, uh, so, no, I don't I don't think we'll see Deluzio. He's earned it. He's done some really awesome stuff for being an advanced age guy at AAA. <laughs> Josh Neary says, Fred Bird for Soto. I think we're on board. Johnson, Aaron Johnson says, is Syndergaard a trade option that makes sense? I've always thought he'd be interesting with our defense. Yeah, I do think he's a trade option that makes sense. Uh, and, you know, on a one-year deal rental, it, it all clicks out. Aaron Johnson also says, how's Yvonne Herrera doing? Could he still make a contrib contribution to them this year after making adjustments to AAA? Yeah, for sure. Look, uh, he's, he's working on the, uh, the preparedness aspect of being a catcher at the major league level down to the minors. 
Scylla underscore Cam25 says, what does the future hold for Luke and Baker? Look, he needs to continue to make adjustments to heaters and breaking pitches on the low and outside corner. And if he doesn't do that, then he's never going to be a major leaguer. He's never going to be a DAH option, anything like that for the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, he still has an incredible power. He still has made great strides defensively at first base. It's just that his approach needs to change or he needs to do a better job of, of locating the ball in the lower corner, outside corner, and doing more with it, or else he's going to stall out. Over on YouTube, Lance Trance says, Soto isn't the outfielder we should be targeting. Carlson and Walker package for Carpenter. I love that. Uh, over on Twitter, and Owen 17 says, speaking of small white guys, what does the future hold for Mike Antico? Yeah, look, I view Mike Antico as kind of a fun fourth, fifth outfielder type. I think he's a little bit like uh, Scott Hurst, um, but with more speed and more instincts to steal the bases. He's he's kind of an instinctual center fielder who doesn't have that good, like that consistent of an arm. It can be good, but it isn't consistent. Uh, and I'm anxious to see if he continues to hit because, man, his swing is weird and I hate it. Um, so we'll see. Tori says, Kyle, you should have most job. I'll, I will cheers to you, Tori. I should not have most job, uh, but just for saying it, get you a cheers. Tori says, Kyle, I was the one who told you that Freeze was there. Jay David says, hey, let's raise our goddamn glasses to Matt fucking Carpenter. Bravo, buddy. Yeah, I'm going to raise my beer to Matt Carpenter, to Matt Carpenter, because it's fucking awesome that he's doing well. Root for the former Cardinals who gave their life and their soul and their back and their their energy to the St. Louis Cardinals. To Matt Carpenter, we love you. Thank you for all you've done for Cardinal Nation. And even though the last two and a half years of your tenure here was brutal, uh, no one deserves the 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 respect that you deserve. You've done awesome stuff. Now, I also wish you would have listened to Jeff Albert a little bit more while you were here and be willing to adjust to things uh, and fuck you for not doing that. But more importantly, thank you for your time as a St. Louis Cardinal. Iowa X says, Gould says Flores thought initially holiday would be available at 22nd, but he rose quickly. Uh, so I can tell you that uh, maybe back in March, there was a chance that uh, holiday was somebody that they had targeted or thought so. Um, thought might be available to him, but again, he just, he moved quickly. Uh, and Owen 17 says, apparently their facial hair. Look, we love facial hair. Uh, the last thing we have here on the first part of our draft episode of prospects after dark is from Travis Van Sickle. He says Juan Bin Cho, uh, Win Bin Cho update. And again, he's played sparingly, um, in the complex league. I've heard nothing but positive reports. They're bringing him along slow like they should. Um, but nothing but positive reports. Don't get caught up in the stat line of it all. Um, you know, it's all it's all fun stuff is all it is. Uh, he's still young, still coming along, still refining his skills, uh, hitting a couple extra base hits, not a lot, doing some good things, but uh, making the development needed and making the changes needed to continue to raise his development. So uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to take one last – I'm going to take a couple sips of booze real fast. Uh, I will – oh, BK Sports. Oh. So again, we are uh, we are just finishing up the rundown of the uh, the first round pick for the St. Louis Cardinals, left-handed pitcher, six foot three, two hundred pounder, uh, Connor Cooper Jerpy from Oregon State. He's a little older than twenty one. Uh, you know, a fastball with a great movement that all of his pitches come from a sidearmish angle that creates a lot of deception um, uh, to go along with a slider and a changeup. I personally think people are underrating the slider uh, and then. Uh, both the slider and the changeup are both major league potential pitches. Um, definitely 
average to potentially, I would say for me, I would say the slider and the changeup are both already average pitches. Both have the potential to be more. I think the slider has the potential to be a plus pitch, especially the way he throws it with the fastball. Um, I, again, he's a strikeout command pitcher. Uh, struck out like 160 and walked 28 throughout his time in a competitive league. Um, he's everything that you would want at 22nd. As a matter of fact, it's kind of a small victory that he's made it this far. His command uh, helps that mid-90s, low-ish 90s fastball play up, although he has hit 98 in the past. He'll mostly be 95, uh, 91 to 94, uh, maybe get up to 95, 96 in a start. Um, and again, he's just, it's deception, it's excitement, it's all of it. I love that pick uh, so damn much. Uh, uh, our good friend, our good friend, Nick, our, our basically our my cousin-in-law, Nick, I raise my glass to you. We are not drinking Budweiser tonight. We're drinking Midas Touch from Dogfish Head. Uh, but to you and to Sarah and to Red, I raise my glass to you guys. To a Cooper Jerpy, we raise our glass. So again, the plan is uh, we are going to um, – uh, uh, where does Cooper Jerpy fit in the all-name team? Look, we all love herpes. Uh, we're scared of it, but we all love it. Andrew Law is over on YouTube. And this will be the last question, and then we're going to end this, and then we'll come back for pick 59. Uh, says, do you think the Cardinals will build Tank to 100 pitches this year? And how many innings do you think they target for him? Look, they're taking it slow with him. I, I try to remind people that just – Three years ago, there was short season clubs and short season level. And now these guys go from the complex to Palm Beach. Those those Johnson City and State College are gone. And it's not easy for, for players, especially teenage pitchers, prep pitchers, to make that adjustment. Pardon me, that adjustment. It's a tough adjustment to make. So we have to be patient with them. I love that the Cardinals are being conservative with him. He dealt with some arm, arm issues last year, and there's no reason to push him. Continue the three inning. Continue the four inning. 50 pitches, 60 pitches, 75. I don't see a reason to build him up to 100 this year. You have plenty of time for that next year. Uh, you have plenty of time to, for him to build his arm strength. Just continue to get him reps the way that you're getting him reps. Continue to get him through a lineup. Continue to have him have that success. Uh, continue to refine the mechanics. And then next year, let him eat. And I think that's the right thing to do. And I think it's a smart thing to do. So, again, to all of the people who were uh, – Hey, oh my God, Zach Gifford. Zach, I want to raise my glass. We missed you yesterday at the uh, the blogger day. I love you with all my heart. Zach, we're about ready to end this, and then we'll probably go live again at Pick, at pick 59. But to Zach Gifford, to all of my birds on the black family, Stu Styles, Nick Childress, Ben Cerruti, Alex Crisofoli, uh, Tara, Tara Nichols, I raise my glass to all of the birds on the black people. You guys are awesome. I love you. Uh, Blake Reichert, I love you too, bud. Thank you for being in here. Uh, Cardinals gifts, but I love you. I hope you enjoyed this. Again, don't go too far. More than likely, we're going to go live for pick 59, and that'll probably be in like two hours uh, when the Cardinals select. So for everybody at Birds on the Black, everybody at Prospect After Dark, thank you for watching this. To Cooper Jerpy, to the Cardinals scouting staff, to um, uh, uh, Randy Flores, we raise our glass. And again, thank you so much for being a part of this. Uh, this was the first leg of our draft episode of Prospects After Dark. Uh, if you watch this, you are part of the resistance uh, to everybody at Birds on the Black, for everybody at Birds on the Black, everybody at Prospects After Dark. My name was Kyle Reese. This was the draft episode of Prospects After Dark. And as always, family, happy hunting. Zach, I love you. My Twitter is KYLER416. Uh, if you have any, don't pass out, Kyle. No, look, I've, I'm hardly drunk. I've hardly drank anything, Jeff. I promise if you're not drunk, I'm not, uh, I'm not drunk. B. Podiety says, luck of the Irish. To you guys, I love you. We'll talk to you guys in just a little bit.